Time now for the Friday Night Football Coaches Show here on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Hi, everybody. Tanner Hoops with you. The weekend is here, and we kick it off with Friday Night Postseason Football. Three teams in Marquette County will be kicking off under Friday Night Lights with their seasons on the line. Two of them play each other. Ishpeming and Gwynn will have both those head coaches on per usual, as well as Scott Sergula. His team traveling to take on Calumet in a rematch of their September 7th showdown in which the Copper Kings won 14-12. The Patriots looking to bounce back and pick up a huge first-round victory. They met last month as Westpac opponents. Now they meet as Division VI District One postseason opponents. Keep in mind, Traverse City St. Francis, the number two ranked team in the state per the final high school polls in the state of Michigan, is the top seed in that district. So it's a tough district when you look at it. Those three teams, they throw in Elk Rapids there as well. All those teams, pretty good, pretty competitive. Whoever comes out of that district is going to be the real deal, and they will be a threat to head down to Ford Field and contend for a state championship. So we've got four head coaches to talk to today. Once again, Scott Sergela along with Dion Brown, Jeff Olson. We're also going to talk with Calumet head coach John Crows. We'll get his thoughts on what the Patriots will bring to the table this evening as those two teams go at it up in Calumet this evening. We start, though, with the Westwood Patriots and head coach Scott Sergela. Time now to talk with Westwood Patriot head coach Scott Sergela as his team gets set for Calumet. Coach, uh, going back to week three, it's almost week three all over again, except this time uh, the season's on the line. Your two squads meeting in the postseason. Tell me how you expect this matchup to be similar to the one you had back in September and how the teams are different since then. You know, it's, uh, we saw film on them, and you know, they're, the, they're, the, they're, they're the same team that they were in week three, but better. <laughs> uh, you know, they, got, they play a good defense, um, very aggressive on defense. Not overly big, but you know they're they're they got eleven tough hard nosed kids that really bring it, and uh, you know their defense is is uh, really good, and uh, a lot of they didn't have the other Ojulas, um when we played them, uh, so that makes their threat vertical and um, as their receiver. So you know now we got to cover a little bit more of the field, um, but uh, it should be should be a good good game. And, you know, I think we're a little bit better too, though, and uh, uh, we haven't uh, been healthy with Nathan Beckman and Belangelos and oh boy, week uh, third quarter of week two. So it's um, we're starting to get healthy, and I uh, expect a great matchup. Well, coach, uh, they have a lot of different looks they can throw at you. They can come out in a wing formation. They can spread the field. What does your defense need to do to prepare for different looks? Well, they, you know, their base is their assignment football. I mean, they're in a pro formation or flanker, um, you know, but they've been running some wing and power eye lately and like that, and uh, they're good at it. They're good at what they do, And uh, but they're an option team first. Uh, they lose, you know, the locust kid is, is really good, um, and uh, he's more of a tailback, and, uh, but he can also throw a really good ball as well. And um, so we got to do our assignments when it comes to option football, and if you don't do your assignments, they're going to make you pay. Well, offensively, you outpassed them by about 45 yards last time you played them. Is there a soft spot in that defense where maybe you want to take advantage of them through the air? Um, yes and no. Um, if I don't have to pass the ball, <laughs> I, I don't want to. But, uh, you know, you look at the weather, it's supposed to be 40 and 80% chance of rain. 
Um, you know, but we do have a quarterback that can throw. And, uh, we've got a couple of receivers that we can throw to. Um, you know, uh, I guess I look at more of we outgained them by 200 yards practically rushing. Um, we can't make mistakes like we did that at uh, that game. And uh, I think we held them to maybe 80 yards total or something like that. And uh, we have to we have to be able to uh, run the football and run it without mistakes. And I mean, not turning the ball over, uh, make our proper cuts and our holes and things like that. So having Nathan back there will help that. Well, everyone knows how good Travis Ohala is out of their backfield. You guys bottled him up and held him to just 13 yards rushing last time you played him. What's your game plan going into this game against him? Uh, knowing Crozy, you know, throughout the years, uh, he's going to challenge that kid. And uh kid's a good athlete, tough kid. I expect a, a big dose of him and uh, coming at us. I think Paul Rye, I'm thinking wing. And, uh, you know, so we're going to have to be ready for it. Um, you know, the Ojala twins are both good. They have the uh, tailback, and then you got the receiver. The receiver didn't play against us the first time, so I expect them to go to them uh, when they can, too. You guys gave them their closest game of the regular season. They went unbeaten in the regular season. They won every other game by 22 points. What were you doing well that other teams weren't against them in the regular season? Well, I, you know, you, I think our defense, on one side starts with Sam Gillis and uh, you know, and then on the and Blake Hewitt, and then on the other side you got Hayden Mann and the Jackson Vidland and um, you know, and uh, you know, I thought our sophomore linebacker being the third game of the season and, and uh, Garrett Mann, I thought he played well, uh, made a couple of sophomore mistakes, but you know, he's a very coachable kid and he wants to get better um, and he's learning to get better. And, he, and I'll be honest, I think he's pretty darn good, and uh, I think he's going to be a good one. And uh, he uh, really looked at that game and saw what he did wrong. And just practicing this week, he uh, he's uh, making his reads and that better. So you know, it, it starts with our defense, and um, uh, you know, and we had we had a couple of guys out of position. You know, because Beckman wasn't playing free safety, and so Coleman was there, and you know, different things like that. So Coleman will be back at his cover corner spot. Beck will be back at at uh, free safety. Um, you know, so I expect our you know, and they're going to throw something at us that we haven't seen. Cody's uh, known for his trick plays every now and again, and um, you know, and so you got to be ready, and you got to you just got to play football. But I thought our kids were disciplined that game uh, to hold them to 14 points, and you know, we might have to do the same. It's going to be a battle. Well, you talked about the defenses earlier on, and. They haven't let anybody in the end zone since week six. You've gone five straight games without allowing a point. Do you want this to be a low-scoring game, or do you want to put some points on the board, uh, maybe get into a shootout with them? Which would benefit you? Uh, I would like to win 30-0, to zero. <laughs> just like any other coach. Uh, I'd like to score a lot of points and hold them to zero. But, uh, you know, uh, we're going to take what we can get. And that's, that's kind of the, you know, you talk to some opposing coaches with, you know, with us and, uh, that, that we're not easy to prepare for either. And, um, you know, we can give you a lot of different looks and, um, you know, and uh, run, run a few different things. And, you know, there's some things that we haven't been able to uh, do this year just kind of due to injury and, and some of the defensive looks that we're getting. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to start pulling pulling those out of the book and, and uh, you know, going to them and things like that. But, 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna run ice and slant, and uh, you know, and if we we get a pass here and there, we're gonna do it. But we have to establish our run game. Uh, I don't I don't care if we win two to zero, uh, and I don't think our kids do either. They just want to win. And um, that's the, this, that's the thing about this group, they don't care who gets the credit. They want to win. And uh, I know our kids are going to do everything that they can uh, to uh, try and go out and get that win Friday night. How are the guys feeling going into this matchup? They know what happened in the regular season. It was a game that could have gone either way. Do they feel confident going into this one? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, uh, we've had a great week of practice. Um, you know, they anytime you lose to somebody 14 to 12 and you know you made mistakes and things like that, and, you know, it, it, and don't misunderstand me. Nathan Beckman's not going to be our saving grace here. I mean, he's a huge part of our offense, but we looked at that game. We really broke it down as a team, and I had kids coming back to me saying, yeah, I, boy, I wasn't very good that game. You know, and, and that's partly due to Calumet because they're a good football team. But I think uh, our kids can be better. They know they can be better. And I've always said this, you know, play your best, make your mistakes, let the chips fall where they may, you know. And uh, that's what we have to do. We have to play mistake-free football, um, try to play a little more football than we were that game. Um, right from the get-go, you know, you look, and I didn't like our stances. I didn't like how we came off the ball. And, uh, you know, those, it starts right there. So we got to do those, those things better and obviously take care of the football. Uh, but our kids know that, too. It's a pretty heavy group, senior-led uh, group. So when we do those things. Uh, we hope to be in a battle. Well, Coach, I think your team's flown under a lot of people's radar, not to take anything away from your guys, but Calumet's the undefeated team. They're the team that's at home. Do you feel like they're the ones with all the pressure on them and you're going to go in there with nothing to lose, or what's the mindset? Well, um, I wouldn't say we we're flying under the radar, but you know, when there's only two undefeated teams in the Upper Peninsula and they're on our schedule, and that's our two losses, you know, um, yeah, our, our kids want to want a little bit of redemption. They want to see if they can play with the big boys. You know, we beat Iron Mountain, we beat Nagani, um, but you know, if you want to host a playoff game, win one of those two games. If you want to move on in the playoffs, win one of those two, or win this game on Friday night. And our kids know that, and uh, we're just we're they're happy that we're getting a second chance at them and. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give it our all. Anything that stood out to you in practice this week has maybe been the focal point you want to address going into Friday? No, I, we, we've had a, we've had a, we really have. We've had a solid week of practice. We've got great kids um, flying around on defense. And, um, and uh, offensively, um, it, uh, you know, uh, we're able to do a couple more things with some people getting healthy and things like that. So, um, we're we're going to do what we do, and we're going to line it up, and we're going to run ice. Well, Coach, lastly, all conference teams came out this week. Your team loaded it, and uh, Calumet, pretty good honors for them as well. We get to see the uh, Copper Division really showcased on one field. Tell me what it means for some of your guys to get their names out there and recognized. Well, it's a feather in their cap. It's, it's uh, you know, that's uh, them putting in the work and dedicating themselves to be a better athlete. Uh, you know, they've trained – uh, with advantage training um, since these kids have been freshmen since I got here. And, uh, you know, it paid off last year, and, and 
Uh, we've had a good group of kids that really worked hard and sometimes put extra days in the weight room and things like that. And, um, they were, they really worked hard and, and it shows. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll say this about every kid. They're great people. They really are. They're very deserving of every accolade that they get. They work hard at it. Uh, they work hard to prepare themselves for this season. And, uh, that's a feather in their cap. Coach, as always, thanks for taking the time. Look forward to talking up at Calumet. All right. Thanks, Dave. Scott Sergila, head coach at Westwood High School. More after this on ESPN-UP. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. It's the Friday Football Coaches Show right here on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us. Once again, sound like a broken record, but if you're traveling tonight, if you're road warriors, be safe. Weather's starting to get bad up here in the UP. As always, want you to be safe, be smart, what have you. Enjoy your Friday night, hopefully full of football, maybe. It's with us here on ESPN-UP. You're tuned in, and you're not willing to brave the elements tonight. That's the smart thing to do. That's a smart thing to be doing tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, we're glad that you're with us right now here for the Friday Football Coaches Show. You heard from Scott Sergila, his team matching up against the Calumet Copper Kings. Westpac Division A, conference champs this year. Calumet handed Westwood one of their two losses. Calumet is one of two undefeated teams left in the UP, the other being Ishpeming, the only two teams to have beaten Westwood this season. And those two teams did it by a combined 10 points. A really good Copper King team. But you got to keep in mind Westwood as an excellent team this year. And those two are squaring off this evening for a chance to punch their ticket to the district final. You would assume it's downstate, taking on Traverse City St. Francis, but they got to take care of business themselves tonight against Elk Rapids. We won't look ahead to next week too much. We have a great one coming up this evening between Westwood and Calumet. You can hear it right here on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP mobile app. We have got Calumet head coach John Groves on headset. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get to him. Here his thoughts on the matchup this evening. Coach, uh, you've seen this team before. No secrets between you two. What do you expect to be similar from your September 7th meeting? What do you expect to be different? Well, I think uh, you got two teams that are very physical and uh, like to get after each other on defense, and I think you're going to see more of the same of that tonight. Um, uh, the first game was uh, just a dynamite game, probably best game in the UP all year, uh, and I expect more of the same tonight. Um Differences, I don't know that you'll see much different. I think uh, both will try and get some offensive tweaks in there to try and uh, put a few more points on the board, but I still think it's going to come down to the, how the defenses perform. 
Take me back to how your team was in the early going, that uh, week three meeting going back to August in the preseason. What do you like about your team and what they've done through your undefeated regular season? What do you want to see adjusted? Well, I think we've, uh, you know, we got a great group of seniors that we've kind of built this team around and uh, great leaders, just love playing the game of football and, uh, you know, and they're just, uh, just have fun, you know, and I think that's... Uh, what we've really built this team on, and uh, every week has been a new challenge. Uh, it was just a extremely tough schedule for us, and I uh, was really proud to get through it undefeated. And but uh, we we know that uh, that doesn't mean anything right now because everyone in the playoffs is zero zero. So um, that first game, we feel fortunate to have won. Uh, you know, if you look at the stats, stat sheet only, you would think Westwood won that game, and. So I think we, you know, we got to do a better job offensively tonight if we're going to be able to pull off the win. What was the biggest thing that you addressed in practice this week as you gear up for Westwood? Um, you know, I think uh, just keep keep doing what we do. You know, I think uh, more than anything, we just talk about uh, the emotions of being in a playoff game, the emotions of playing someone you've played already, and and uh, just how to how to deal with the situation. How's your defense been looking here over the last couple of weeks? I know you haven't allowed many points, but are you liking what you're seeing out of that group? Oh, awesome. They, they just flow to the ball so well, and uh, they run well. They're good athletes. Uh, you know, I think everyone on that team is two, three-sport athletes in, in our school, and, you know, and, uh, we're just good at getting to the ball, and when we get there, the kids really like to hit, and they're very physical and aggressive. Playoffs are nothing new for Calumet. Tell me how this playoff team compares to maybe some that you've had in the past. It's so hard to compare. You know, I think uh, this team is as ready for any as ready for the playoffs as any team as we've had. You know, but when you step into the playoffs and got to square off against Westwood and uh, your potential second round team you play as Traverse City St. Francis, you know that's a, that's a pretty difficult road right there. Just uh just to get a district championship and so you know we'll we'll see what happens in the end so when you look back at westwood and what they'd like to do before what are you expecting from them tonight something similar to week three or throw a few wrinkles in there well i think you know i think they got to look at it as uh they let one get away and they just have to keep doing what they did well in the first game to, to get a win tonight and so i would expect that and you know and i know serge is going to have a few wrinkles to try and try and pop a big one and you know, and he certainly has the athletes to be able to pull that off. When you look at them defensively, does anything stand out to you? Well, you got the, you know, I think a lot of people put a lot of focus on uh, Bergman and Gillis on the defense, but they're certainly, you know, 11 strong. You, you know, you can't find a weak point there. And so, so they put a lot of pressure on your offense to move the chain and just keep the ball moving. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, tell me about the lower levels of the Calumet program, maybe your JV and on down, how they had this season go. Our JVs were undefeated this year and won the, won the conference also, and so I think that's the first time we've ever had both varsity and JV teams go undefeated, and so we're really excited about not just this year, but what we have coming in the future, and our 7th and 8th grade programs uh, had very good seasons for us too. I couldn't tell you what the wins losses there were because we're more about participating and having fun and but we had 25 kids strong on both teams there too so coach uh last thing before you guys take the field tonight what's going to be the last thing you say before you break the huddle um well it's always about having fun and enjoying the playing the uh, game of football 
Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to talking up there tonight. All right, thank you. That's John Crow's head football coach at Calumet. More after this on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Welcome back to the Friday football kickoff show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Tanner Hoops with you. Well, we're halfway through what we're looking at for games around Marquette County this evening. We took a look at the Calumet-Westwood game. Now let's transition to the Gwynn-Ishpeming matchup. We will hear from head coach Dion Brown of the Gwen Model Towners coming up here shortly. Keep in mind, these two teams played little less than a month ago on September 28th, a 44-8 win for Ishpeming. And I tell you what, despite that lopsided score, I think a lot of people would be surprised if it's something similar tonight. Gwen was not healthy when they played them last time around. As they inch closer to full strength, they are going to be a tough team to contend with. They're a team nobody wants to see in the postseason as long as they are fully healthy. Dion Brown, his team ready to get going tonight. They've got momentum rolling in. Let's jump right into it. Time now to talk win model downer football with head coach Dion Brown. Coach, never got to talk to you last week. Uh, first of all, congratulations on clinching a spot in the postseason, the win over Munising. Take me back to that four-point victory. Your team going back and forth, found a way to pull it out. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, well, to the fourth quarter, you know, to back-and-forth game, uh, some good defensive stops. Uh, we was playing without a few players again, uh, but the guys was able to, uh, you know, just sustain a good drive, and um, I think we took the lead with like four minutes left. Uh, Austin hit Tucker on a tight end little pop pass, delay pass, um, and then we got uh, two huge stops on on, um, on fourth down against those guys, and I uh, was able to prevail with a victory. So you took the lead with four minutes to go or something like that, and then yeah. uh, you started to, to get the sense on the sideline that this is you know, going to happen. You take care of business, everything's going to fall into place. At what point did it start to hit you that we're postseason bound? We just got to finish this thing. Oh, yeah. It, it hit me right when they got the ball the second time. It was only like about 20 seconds left. I think they had to go like 80 yards, and I kind of was like, all right, okay, I think we got this one wrapped up. So – that's when it really hit me, and uh, you can tell the guys were excited after the game. And, um, you know, this is what they work hard for. This is what you lift all those weights during the off season, and, um, you know, get better each and every day of practice for these moments like it was Friday night. Take me into the locker room after the game, the team uh, postseason bound for the second time in three years. Oh, it was, it was fun. Very exciting, a lot of hugs, you know, and 
saying, hey, you know, we're not finished now. Let's go home no matter who we play. Uh, let's go out there and let's have fun. Um, and, you know, parents was, was happy. Uh, a lot of picture taken. So, you know, we, we, we was happy, but we know we got a, still got a lot of work to do. Uh, and we celebrated that at that moment, you know, but at the end of the day, it was like, hey, guys, this is what we work hard for. We knew going into the season that we was going to be a playoff team. Uh, we accomplished one of our goals, and now let's just move forward. Well, last time Gwen was in the playoffs two years ago, back in 2016, where does this team compare to the team you took to the postseason back then? Oh, man. Um, I, with, with all the injuries and everything, this, this team it has no, no, no quit in them. Um, it's a little bit different team for the skill set. I got a lot of more skill guys, and I thought that would save our season. If we'd have had the same amount of injuries that we had this year, 2016, I don't think we'd have made it. Um, I thought this year's team, with, with with all the injuries that we accounted, I mean, it's been it's been crazy because I mean we got guys stepping up with with torn ACLs that are still out there playing. Uh, we played the pretty much the half, longer half part of our season without our starting running back, and which includes our middle linebacker, our quarterback got knocked out the fourth game of the season. So you know this team right there, they they up there with one of the best. I told everybody when the season started, probably more talent than I've that I've had coaching since I've been here at Gwen. Well, you look back at last season, obviously wasn't uh, the outcome that you were hoping for, and you still had confidence going into this season that you could turn it around, and despite all the adversity, you are able to do it. Yeah. What does it say about the mental toughness for oh, your yeah, squad? Because, well, you look at last year, it started off bad for us. We had guys that um, it wasn't, I ain't going to say injuries, it was just a few grade issues. And then I knew what I had coming up. I mean, um, Danny Holmes had us two great issues. Anderson, my quarterback, who was a sophomore last, he gets hurt. Um, Forbes has to go play uh, quarterback for us, which I knew the weapons that we were going to have coming into this year and then the guys that we had returning, you knew that it was going to be a pretty good team. We just had to make sure everybody was eligible. Uh, Taquan came up, moved up here with me, helped us out. Um, so you, brought, you, you um, brought back a lot of guys, and I knew, hey, Oh, hey, we can go put this thing together and win, you know, our six, seven, eight, nine games. Well, Coach, uh, Sunday night the brackets came out. Familiar opponent for you with Ishpeming, uh, second meeting of the year between your squads. You know what they're about and they know what you're about. Tell me what this meeting's going to be like. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very exciting, especially if we get, um, if we get stuck back. Um, so, like I told them guys, um, when we faced them the first time, I knew we was not ready. We we was missing like three, four starters. I so I told them after the game, I said, "You guys will get another chance at those guys, whether it's the first round or the second round. So be prepared." And I think we're gonna be prepared. We got nothing to lose. Uh, everything that I look at and see this that they've already advanced to the second round or the state championship against Ottawa Lake. So that's our motivation. And I told them guys, hey, you got to go out there and have fun. Nothing like playoff football. I got uh, four or five kids that played with me two years ago. So they understand the scenario. They know what it's all about. My seniors work, they're working extremely hard. And we'll be, we'll be ready Friday night. Tell me how you guys look at the postseason. Do you approach it as everybody's 0 and 0? You just got to get in and that's how the magic happens? Or how do you yeah. look at it? Yeah, that's how you got to look at it. Everybody's 0 0. Like I was saying, they haven't seen our best. They've seen everybody else, but they haven't seen our best because when we played the first time, we wasn't at full strength. So now, as as going into this game for us, 
our biggest thing is just we got to execute on every trade, offense, defense, special team. We got to be able to stop the quarterback. I mean, he's, they've been running through teams left and right, and we know that. So, hey, we're going to go out there and give it what we got and see what happens. Coach, any aspect of the game, whether it be winning the turnover battle, uh, making the tackles, what have you, anything that you guys need to do to take care of business specifically to get a win on Friday? Oh, yeah, win the turnover battle. we got we got to have some turnovers. If you watch the West Iron County against those guys, for some reason, West Iron had a lot of turnovers. me was driving the ball down the field on them, but for some reason, I think they turned it over like three, four times. We need some of those lucky breaks. We need some of those breaks. And we got when we do get those breaks, we got to capitalize on them. That's the biggest thing. Slow it to slow the game down. I wouldn't mind an eight six or eight eight or a twelve six halftime lead or anything, something like that. You know, you can't come out of the first quarter where it's thirty two nothing is for me, and then you know you're pretty much done after that. So you got to slow it down, uh, have some slow methodical drives, left ball control, and hopefully your offense they turn the ball over. That's our biggest thing, but. If not, everybody rally to the ball. It, I want to see 11 guys at the ball. I want to see guys poking at the ball. I want to see every, everything. Then when the ball is up in the air, the DB got to, hey, go up there and play the ball. Go get it. Well, Coach, uh, Westpac, all-conference teams came out this week. Uh, some pretty good honors for your guys getting their names up there and recognized. Tell me a little about what they've done and seeing their hard work recognized. Oh, yeah. And like I said, the guys who, who – um, who got their name recognized, they, they've been around. They've been in this playoff atmosphere with me two years ago. You know, you look at Seth, I tell everybody, I think I think Seth Aho is the best middle linebacker and best running back in the, in the conference. And I, you, we all know what Tucker brings to the table. We know what Chapman brings to the table. And I'm glad Mason got some recognition uh, because he's one of those kids that's playing with an ACL injury that he's sustained in week three. So we got a complement of great players. Um, and it shows you that hard work pays off, like I've been saying, and uh, we could continue to do that. Coach, lastly, let's talk about the staff, your assistant coaches around you, and what they've meant to the team with your success this year. Oh, uh, they meant everything to me. Uh, Coach Sinavi, you know, I brought back Coach Sinavi, who retired last year, but, uh, you know, he felt like <laughs> he felt like coaching again, so I said, hey, come on. You know, he's been a, uh, he's done a tremendous job. Um Coach Cab, who's my defensive line coach, he uh, helps with my JV team. He's actually the head JV coach. He does a, been done a tremendous job with those guys. Uh, coach Morris, special teams, helped with the D line. Uh, and then Ben, Ben has been, you know, with me for like, what, five years. I've been knowing him for like 14 years. Great friend of mine. He helps me put together some defensive plans and all the scout stuff that we do. So he's done a tremendous job. A great staff. Great staff to be around, and uh, hopefully I get everybody back next year as well. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. All the best on Friday. Look forward to talking Saturday. Yep, thank you. Dion Brown, head football coach at Gwynn. More after this on ESPN-UP. Are you looking for a new vehicle with a payment that fits your budget? UP Catholic Credit Union is here to help. The Payment Saver Program is a low payment alternative to a traditional loan or lease. It offers lower monthly payments, no down payment, and a flexible loan term that ranges from 36 to 72 months. It's a perfect fit for anyone looking for a vehicle five years old and newer. Call UP Catholic Credit Union or visit us online for more information about the newest, easiest way to be in the car of your dreams. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. 
At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Welcome back to the Friday Football Kickoff Show right here on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops with you. Three coaches down. We've got another to go. You heard from the Gwen Model Towner side of things. Now we'll get a look at the Ishpeming Hematites tonight with head coach Jeff Olson. Once again, the rematch between those two Westpac rivals this evening as the top-seeded Ishpeming Hematites play host to the Model Towners of Gwyn, 9-0 versus 6-3 and after the 44-8 victory for Ishpeming last month on September 28th. Let's bring in Coach Olson. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematite head coach Jeff Olson before his team gets set to take on Gwynn. Coach, uh, going back to last week, you win handily over Bark River Harris. Get your starters a little extra chance to rest up. You had the uh, extra day of rest to go into the postseason. Tell me how this week in practice has gone as you gear up for essentially a new season. You know, the monotony of, of practice. And now that that's over with, um, you know, you're in the playoffs, uh, there's a you know that new excitement that uh, you know you're not. It's there's a lot lot of teams that aren't playing anymore. Um, you're at the forefront and um, kids are excited. Uh, kids were had a little bit more motivation in practice and that's always good. How confident is your team going into the postseason? You're one of the only undefeated teams left in the UP and uh, got everything rolling on every side of the ball. Well, well, they're confident, but it's a cautious confidence because they know that at any time, any given time, any given game, you know things can snowball against you, and uh, um, they're focused that way. And we we stress that uh, um, that you got to be that you got it's game by game now, and uh, you lose one game if things don't go your way, um, you're done. So they understand that it's a great group of kids that way. Um, so they're focused this week. Uh, they got a, they got a great confidence about them which is good but they're still you know they're still wary of, of, of things that can happen and and what the other you know what our opponent can bring so it's been a good week of practice so far well speaking of opponents the brackets were released on sunday night was there any surprise as to the path that you got or were you pretty much expecting what you got no we pretty much expected it and you know the four teams that were in our district so uh you know that's what we were expecting we actually you know, prepared a little bit before that for Gwyn, and uh, you know it's, uh, but it's still fun. And it, you know, we got together at the Congress and ate some pizza and watched, and uh, it was a good reward for the kids after their their regular season. Well, let's talk about Gwyn. There's no secrets between your two teams. You know each other very well. One meeting came last month, a 44 to eight win for your guys. What are you expecting out of them this time around? Well, Gwyn's a great football team if they're healthy, and uh, they weren't healthy the first time. They had three key starters out. Um, I know they got a couple kids injured right now. We're not sure who's playing, who's not playing, but I can tell you this. When they're healthy, they're a very good football team. At full strength, what are they going to throw at you on the offensive end? Well, full strength, you know, if their quarterback's back, he's been out for at least five weeks. He's a strong thrower. He runs the offense well. they got some great, you know, good receivers to throw to, and a Tucker Taylor and a Danny Holmes. And, uh, you know, they're – you know, the guy that makes them go is Seth Aho, who's their tailback and middle linebacker. And he was out last week, and he has a banged-up shoulder and missed a couple games. 
because of that. So um, those are the types of kids that um, we have to be wary of if they're playing. Um, you know, they they can do some damage against you. So we're we prepare just like they're going to play, and, and um, you know, we'll see on game time who who who's dressed or not. Defensively, what do they look like? They they, they play defense similar to ours. Uh, you know, Deion Brown's a great football coach. He coached with me, and uh, their defense is very similar to ours. And uh, um, it's it's solid. They get put guys in the right area, and uh, you know, like I said. They're good football team. They got some good kids. They're 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 physical. They're strong, um, and they can get to the football. So, you know, if they're healthy, they can pose a lot of problems. Tell me what you need to take care of on your end of things as far as getting a win on Friday. Well, you know, it's it's all all year long. It's you know we have to we have to control the football. We have to keep it in our hands, keep it away from their their athletes and their big play people. But also, we can't turn the ball over, and that's even more key in the playoffs because if things snowball against you um you know that that sense of urgency sets in and uh you know we have to keep the ball in our hands we can't turn it over and then you know the big penalties the big mistakes that kill drives uh, are, are that much more important too well playoffs are nothing new for Ishpeming football where does this team as you go into the postseason get set to start a new chapter where does this team compare to some playoff teams you've had in the past you know the biggest the biggest comparison is they're great kids off the field as well as on, and I, I really believe you need that to be successful and have a great run. And uh, we have that. We have kids that um, do things right off the field. Um, they're they're they've done a lot of community service up to this point. Uh, they're not they're they're willing to give to give their time to other people, and uh, you know that correlates to doing things right on the field. You know when things get a little hairy, when things go against you, if you have that commitment if you have that discipline to do things right all the time it's gonna you know i believe that's a better shot at happening on the football field so these kids have that well you talked about your team's confidence where they're at going through practice this week you know that in the postseason everybody's going to look at you and see the undefeated record and you're going to get everybody's best shot once you get into the postseason how do your guys stay mentally tough when you when you're faced with that well, they, they understand that everybody's a great team now, and uh, they understood that during the, during the regular season when we had success. And uh, you know, I really believe they they stay focused on what they have to do, and they you know they respect everybody, and that's that's a good thing to do, and not to not get full of themselves and think they're world beaters. And this team doesn't doesn't think that at all. And um, you know, they they stay focused week by week. They understand you know what the other team's going to bring to it, bring against us and they understand how other teams can hurt us. So um, it's, a, it's a, great group that, that, a great group that stays focused. Lastly, Coach, uh, Westpac, all conference teams came out this week. Your guys loaded the squads. Tell me what that means for them to get their names out there and recognized. Well, it's, it's just a feather in the cap, and, uh, you know, they, they feel good for getting recognized. You know, they put a lot of time in in the last few years, not only during the season, but in off season. So to get recognized for that hard work and how they played on the field, it, it, it's it's great for them, and I know they feel good and their parents feel proud of them. Well, Coach, recognition for you as well, getting Conference Coach of the Year. Tell me about what that means to you. Congratulations, by the way, and what the uh, what the staff around you has done to help contribute to your success. Yeah, and it, you know, that's because of the players. That's because of our staff, and I feel we have – one of the best staffs in the Upper Peninsula with a Mike Walker and a Tony Marietti and a Kyle Rudman and a Tyler Window. Um, they do some great things, and uh, they all add um, some, some 
some level of expertise and coach our kids well. So, you know, they deserve as much credit as, as anybody, you know, and, and the kids for the way they played. So, you know, that's a team award. There, there's no question about it. And uh, we're successful because of those guys. Coach, thanks for the time as always. Look forward to talking on Saturday. Best of luck against Quinn. Sounds good, thanks. Jeff Olson, head football coach at Ishpeming. More after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the Friday Football Coaches Show here on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad that you're with us as we get you set for kickoff. The first round of the Michigan High School playoffs this evening, late October. Weather's getting bad, but that means it's time for postseason football. The road to the championship starting tonight, and we're hoping we have a few teams in our area who are going to be knocking on the door of Ford Field. Once again, with the weather the way it is, we hope that you're being safe, being proactive. If you're traveling, that you make sure that you're prepared. You've got your blankets, your what have you, all your winter gear. You, you've lived up here. The Upers know what a survival pack takes to survive these UP winters. Uh, make sure that you're safe if you're going on the road tonight or tomorrow, whenever your postseason game is. You're following if you're road warriors. Maybe you're staying at home and you're tuned into the radio. We're hoping that we can help set the mood for your evening tonight and get you ready for a Friday night kickoff. Let's uh, finish this thing off. Let's bring in Jake Duran. He's out of CBS Marquette. He's going to give us his thoughts on the postseason matchups coming up tonight. Playoffs starting in the great state of Michigan this week. We have Jake Duran of CBS Marquette in studio with us. Uh, the high school football playoffs getting going on Friday night. We've got a few Upper Peninsula teams that are in action. Obviously, the big one for listeners in this area, Ishpeming and Gwynn. They met back on September 28th. 44-8 win for the Hematites as they rolled to an undefeated season. They were ranked fifth in the final Division Seven rankings. We don't think this is going to be a 44-8 decision again, do we? I mean, Gwynn is a different team than what they put out then. When they're at full strength, they're a really formidable team, and they could be a dangerous matchup here because all it takes is one in the postseason, and everything you did in the regular season is wiped out. Right, yeah. Um, do I think Gwynn's going to win the game? I don't think Gwynn will win the game. Gwynn, when they're healthy, is a really, really good team. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is they haven't really been healthy all year. Um, Austin Forbes dealing with a leg injury, um, you know, Seth Aho in and out of the lineup, um, you know, Tucker Taylor's been there, you know, playing, you know, that's kind of their big three. Um, you know, when they have all three of those guys on the field and they, they're playing at their full potential, I think they're a really tough team. Um, but the, the, the Gwynn is just so inconsistent. I just, I just don't know if, 
you know, they're going to have to play a perfect game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe get a little help, they're gonna get win the need, turnover battle. Right, turnover battle is going to be huge, you know, if they can score on defense or something weird happening. Maybe, you know, Ishbun fumbles a few times close to the end zone or something like that. They're going to have to jump out early and, and put the pressure on the Hematites. Ishbun is just a, a well-oiled machine right now. I mean, you know, they had made the playoffs, obviously, six games in the season. Uh, Jeff Olson was talking about, I just want to get our defense better. And lo and behold, the last three games, I noticed a huge difference on defense. Their mm-hmm. defense was getting better. They were, they're scoring on special teams. They're scoring on defense. You know, they, their run game is amazing. Um, I just wonder what's going to happen What's going to happen when maybe they face a team that can actually handle that run game a little bit and when they have to start passing a little bit more, if they meet a team that can do that. Um, that might be the only way. You know, they're going to have to go up against a team. They're going to have to go up against a team that really has a solid defensive line and just athletes. And um, I, I, I just see Ishmael making a deep, deep run this year. If there is any soft spot on Ishmael, if there's any weakness you could point to, that probably is it. It's the lack of passing, lack of diversity in their offense. You know, they're a run-heavy team, and they do it well. It's not a complicated system. It's just nobody seems to be able to stop it. Eventually, as they get closer to Detroit, they are going to run into teams who are going to pose more of a challenge. So if there's any weakness for Ishpeming, that might be it. When you look at tomorrow night's game, though, with Gwynn, you're going to see a lot of similarities between the two teams, both sides of the ball. Of course, Deion Brown is part of the Jeff Olson coaching tree. Motivation is never a problem for Deion's teams. You know, he always has them ready to play. When you look at this kind of a game, it's almost like a trap game in the sense for Ishpeming that all the pressure's on them. They're the undefeated team. They beat this team by 36 a month ago. They're at home. All the pressure's on them to win. Gwynn has nothing to lose. They can go out there, just play free, play free football, and maybe that translates them to or getting them a victory. I mean, yeah, I, you see it. In, it's it's happened where you know the underdog comes out, has nothing to lose, uh, no pressure on them, and and the team that is supposed to win obviously tightens up and starts making mistakes. That could, you know, it could happen. It really could happen. And I'm not saying you know, um, Gwynn has. There's absolutely no chance Gwynn can beat Ishbeming, but they're going to have to have some players step up. Starnes is going to have to step up, um, running the ball. Uh, I think Tucker Taylor is going to have to be a force both ends. He's going to really have to set that edge because, I mean, Ishbeming, in my, from when I look back, they run like four running plays, um, but they work every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucker Taylor is going to have to really get out on that edge as a defensive end and blow things up. you got to get to these running backs before they, the play develops. It's basically what you got to do. you got to be aggressive. They just have to pin their ears back and go. Um, and, and just hope to, to cause some chaos. But um, all the pressure is on Ishmael, so we're going to see. Um, can Deion Brown get his guys together? I know he can. I've seen it. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll, we'll know right away. I, I, I really want to know how the weather is going to be. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be raining, which is terrible. But it's good for, it's, I think it's good for Glenn. When you look at, uh, like you talked about, all the pressure is on Ishpeming. That's where you love having a veteran head coach like Jeff Wilson, who's ridden this storm before, and he knows how to get his guys past that. Winning Westpac Division Coach of the Year this year. He won Statewide Coach of the Week back in Week 7. He knows how to prepare for situations like this. It's not his first rodeo. Deion Brown, his second year in the postseason, he's changing the culture of the Gwynn program over there. So you have two programs from two different backgrounds, but they play similar styles of football. To me, that's really intriguing football. And like you said, I mean, it's not a knock against Gwynn. It's just 
where do you find a weakness in Ishpeming right now? Gwyn is going to have to play a perfect game and then maybe get a little bit of help and try and force some turnovers. But certainly, it's doable, and you can't take this team lightly. No, you can't. Any team in the playoffs, they, they, they got to this many wins for a reason. Granted, might have been a forfeit in there too, but they won games. They know how to win games. And um, the thing with Ishpeming, they just have so many weapons. If one guy's not doing well, they have another guy that can step up. Gwyn is not... Um, they don't have as many guys. They're not as deep. So, you know, if their star guys aren't playing well or they get injured, then, you know, it's it's kind of going to be tough to kind of replace them. But with with Ishbring, if you don't have, you know, the Sunberg brothers, you know, you got you got uh, Hunter Smith out there, you know, guys like that. They got a lot of guys that, that can make plays. Um, so I think the depth ultimately is going to be what brings Ishbring over the top. How about on the Westwood side of things? They make the trip up to Calumet. They are one of two unbeaten teams left in the UP Calumet, as along with Ishbring. 9-0 regular season. Westwood gave them their closest game. It was a two-point win back on September 7th, 14-12. They've won the rest of their games by at least 22 points. Calumet has only allowed 53 points all season. That is the best defense in school history for them. First unbeaten regular season for them since 96, but they've been to the playoffs 13 the last 14 years. Westwood is changing the culture there. Calumet's a new opponent for them. They've never played them before this season. And Westwood hasn't allowed a point since the Ishpeming game back on September 14th. This is going to be a really fun football game. It's a slugfest that could really go either way. You get two downhill rushing teams. Going to see some great running in this football game. And especially when you factor in the weather, how it's probably going to rain. Probably won't pass much. Right. I do think Calumet would have the advantage in the passing game because I've seen they've, they've been able to, to pass the ball a little bit. But... Um, on the sports zone, this was my bold prediction. I think Westwood is going to go up there. I think they're going to knock off Calumet. It's just a prediction. It's just you know, it's just how I feel. You know, they played them really well in Calumet, like you said. It's a two-point loss. Um, it's really hard to beat two teams twice in a season. And Westwood's playing their best football at the right time. Um, you know, they had a few games here and there that they should have probably won during that little stretch. I know they didn't come out and play Ishpeming as tough as they wanted to. And then uh, after that, they quietly – started getting it together and playing their best football. Nathan Beckman has been a player of the year candidate. Um, you know, you, you, it, they're, they're tough to stop. And I think defensively is where they're underrated. I think they have a really good defense. I think they can, they can play the pass pretty well, and I think their run game's really good. Um, so if you can kind of shake that, that Copper Kings up a little bit and, you know, bring physicality. And it, Calumet knows they got to fight for them. This was their closest game. They, they played them before, like you said. Um, it's going to come down. I think it's going to be a close one again. 14-12 was that week three, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a defensive battle. Those two defensive playing really good football. I think it's going to be that again. I think, But I think this time Westwood's going to come out on top. Well, and there's only been two games this year where the Copper Kings have allowed multiple scores. Of course, Westwood in week three and then Hancock back on October 12th. When you look at Westwood and how good their defense has been, Sam Gillis has been the anchor for that squad. Unanimous all-conference pick, defensive player of the year in the Westpac division. He goes up against the offensive player of the year and Travis Ojala in that running game. And Ojala runs for about 200 yards on everybody except Westwood. They held him to 13 the first time around. Going to have to take another effort like that because Calumet with just about 80 yards of offense uh, for that entire game. It's good enough to win if you're Westwood. But you can't give them a short field. Got to win the turnover battle first and foremost. Yep, and uh, that's going to be every single playoff game. Turnover battles. Who's going to make the plays? You know, where's the ball going to bounce? Um, these are all going to be pretty pretty good games. 
Um, and this Calumet Westwood one is, is probably going to be one of the closest. So um, I agree. You, you know, you got to field position is going to be huge. And turnovers. At any, any level of football, that's what's key. And whoever's going to win that is going to win the game. Anything else from the UP that stands out to you, whether that be Escanaba, Iron Mountain, any any games like that that you're looking forward to? I'm going to be uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. I'm going to be in Escanaba for that Escanaba-Luddington game. Uh, I just love this Escanaba team. You know, the last couple of years under Dave Howes, I just love how they get after it. I love how, you know, they're, how they run. You know, they're physical. Like, the, they, they got their run game going finally. I think that's what kind of um, where they kind of were shaky up in the beginning of the season. Talking to Dave, he's like, we need to get our run game going. We're playing, we're not playing SNL football. That's run the ball and that's play physical. They're running the ball now. They can pass it when they need to. Craig Kameen in at, at Escanaba, Howe's called him the best player in the UP. I don't know if you've got a chance to see him, Tanner, but he's a really good player. Um, they have weapons. I know they have like the 6'6". Six, six. I always blink on his name, but they have like a 6'6 six, six wide receiver, tight end, who's really good. So, um, And they show they can beat teams like Traverse City Central. So I'm interested to see how far Eski goes this, this time around. They made a deep run last season. Can they do it again? That's what I'm interested to see. Last thing before I let you go, we have a couple of Marquette County teams that aren't heading to the postseason, still put together some pretty successful years. Between the five Marquette County teams, 31-14 and 14 record, a pair of conference championships, three playoff berths. Marquette, unfortunately, couldn't get it done last weekend. Uh, Mononymy, they ended up turning it on late, and they win by 18, and Marquette finished the season at 4-5. and five. Pretty good year, though, for those guys when you look at it. I mean, Few things go differently. They get a few breaks to go their way, and it's a whole different season for them. And then Nagani, right on the doorstep, playing into Week Nine, postseason eligible, and they just couldn't get it done. They ran into a buzzsaw with Westwood, but a lot to feel good about from both those squads, even though their seasons have come to an end. Definitely, definitely. Nagani, a young team coming into the season, I think they took uh, huge steps to becoming a better football team. They're going to have a lot of guys returning next year, so. The future definitely bright in Nagani with with Waterman and, and guys like that, and um, you know Paul Jacobson is is going to have another tough team uh, next season. Marquette was the, probably the most fun team I thought to watch um, all season with Ethan Martish and, and company. Um, like you said, they were so close, so close. They shouldn't have lost to Menominee. Let's be honest. You know that was Menominee's probably biggest win of the season. Um, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't get in. Um, but, you know, they played some tough opponents. They started off really slow, but they, they came together and they showed they were a really good team. Really fun team. Love to pass the ball. That's the type of the type of offense I like to run to. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely a good season for both teams and definitely, you know, the future is bright for both of those teams in the next few years. Once again, our thanks to all the coaches for taking time out of their day and taking time to talk with us. Jake Duran as well from CBS Marquette. Always good to get expert analysis. Some guy who has been around the football scene up here for a long time knows a thing or two about football in the UP. Once again, great football up here. Very proud of it. And they like to show it off this time of the year so they can go downstate and make a little noise. That is it for us. We're signing off. In case you missed it, you can go back and hear the recap of this show on our website. Uh, go to the On Demand. Get our get our online app, and you can go to the On Demand section here. Archived episodes of this, as well as the Sports Pen and Westwood Patriot Athletics football and basketball. You can get that app at Google Play, the Apple Ice Store. You can get all kinds of content with it. Hear us live. You can hear ESPN nationally syndicated shows live. Uh, Will Kane, Stephen A. Smith, Dan Levitard, Golick and Wingo, any uh, 
any sporting events that are going on, ESPN Radio decides to carry, including the World Series. You can hear that for free with our app. Uh, be sure to get it from, again, the Apple iStore or Google Play. Free app. Get connected with us on social media while you're there. Follow us on Twitter at ESPNUP and like us on Facebook. That does it for us. Hope you have a great night tonight and a very safe weekend. We'll see you tomorrow for the Saturday Morning Coaches Show right here on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP mobile app.